0: Uh, before I share with you a little bit um, here, on uh, I wanted to talk a bit about favor and uh, using scripture references of the talents in scripture that Jesus used in his parables. And I want to encourage you, but at the same time, I, I want to encourage you that, that we're still running everything, and we want to give you opportunity to be able to give and to sow into the ministry. Uh, again, we, we, we have ministries around the world, uh, but we also want to keep this house going. So uh, if you're willing to give right now, uh, you can give cash or check payable to Windward. Uh, you can do push pay. You can text Windward at 77977. That's text Windward to the number 77977. You can e-transfer at info at windward.ca, and you can uh, go to our online website at windward.ca and give as well. I just wanted to share briefly while we keep that slide up. Um, in Proverbs eleven twenty four. Uh, it's actually a warning, but I want to focus on Proverbs 11:25, because this is a promise. It gives you a warning first, but then a promise. I want to stay on the promise of God. Proverbs 11:25. "The generous soul will be made rich. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself." I want to just encourage us generosity generosity is 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 has to be a lifestyle and the more generosity we have as a lifestyle the more we walk in the watering favor, the watering blessing of his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I want to encourage you, walk with generosity. That that doesn't mean just giving generously here to this ministry, to the church, to Windward Ministries. It doesn't mean that. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a spirit of generosity in you. That yes, you're a giver, but yes, generosity, you're willing to bless others. You're willing to bless your family as As maybe you're going to gather, you know, on a Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. Maybe you're going to bless your family by generosity. Again, doesn't have to be finances. It could be just a generous uh, personality, a generous love, a generous forgiveness. All of that is generosity that we're talking about here. So I want to encourage you, be blessed and give. Give into this thanksgiving Canadian I gotta say Canadian a lot of Americans watch this Canadian Thanksgiving and uh, and be blessed so I want to talk on the talents versus favor when Jesus taught on the parable of the talents he was not referring to a natural ability I'm going to read here in Matthew in just a moment but I want us to read this with the understanding that Jesus isn't talking about a natural ability instead he's talking about a measurable amount of money. So I don't believe it's a natural, it's actually a measurable amount of money. Uh, It's not your talent is you can sing well, or your talent is you can preach well, or your talent is you can dig a ditch well. That's not what he's talking about here. He's actually talking about a commodity of money. And I believe this measurable amount of money is actually representative to a subject that I love to preach on and teach on called favor. And so this measurable commodity, this, this wealth, this measurable amount of money that he's talking about, is referring to a commodity of favor. And you say, well, hold it. No, we all should have equal favor. I want to walk through that a little bit here today on this Thanksgiving weekend. Because when we understand these core principles we will walk in a greater understanding of the commodity of favor in our lives, which actually brings us a greater level of thanksgiving. But to get to the great commodity of favor in our lives, we have to live with a thankful heart. And so you got to say, did the chicken cross the road or did, uh, with the I don't know, the egg and the chicken, I, have no, I can't even remember what it's about. But anyways, the thing is, what came first, the chicken or the egg? That's, that was the question. So the reality is, is, it doesn't really matter here what's first. Is it Favor that brings thanksgiving? Or is it a thankful heart that opens up the commodity of favor? Matthew 25, verse 14. Let's take a look at it. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents. And to another, he gave two talents, and to another, one talent, to each according to his own ability. And immediately, he went on a journey. Most of us know this story, uh, this parable. Some people watching might not be familiar with it. But the parable is super, super vital, super important, because it starts out, for the kingdom of heaven is like. It's talking about a measurable commodity in the kingdom of heaven. It's talking about how do you gain wealth on earth, but instead of earth right now, we're talking about how is it wealthy in heaven? How do you gain the favor? Because the wealth of heaven is favor. There's many other riches. We got pearly gates, we got gold. Uh, anyways, heaven is full of riches. The I believe the storehouses The treasure houses of heaven have unlimited wealth because God owns everything. He's not lacking for anything. But what I want to get across here is that the understanding of this parable, we need to look at it like to walk in the kingdom of heaven is like receiving something from the Lord and doing something with it. So in other words, to truly walk in the kingdom of heaven, if you receive something from the Lord and do nothing with it, it's really not walking in the kingdom of heaven. And to one he gave five, to another two, and to one, one. We should not debate what is fair or not fair between talents or favor, as I'm referring to. Some people will look at someone, how come you have favor? How come favor happens on your life all the time? And you might get jealous, you might get envious, you might be the one that, that receives a lot of favor and you start to get boastful and prideful. I'll tell you what, I, sometimes I have received favor and years ago I kind of was boastful about it, and boy oh boy did it dry up fast. We should not debate what is fair between the talents and favor. They're given according to your ability or your past testimony of life. See, God is sovereign. That word sovereign is supreme authority. It means he's supreme authority, self-governing, not ruled by another individual or a being. And only God decides who starts with what, not you or me. In Luke chapter 19, 11 to 27, I'm not going to go there, but it's a parable of the minas, where wise servants gain kingdoms. A popular saying that, that's out there, all men are created equal. It's actually a popular Christianese term. All, all men are created equal. All people are created equal when it's refer, referenced to God's love. See, we're actually not all created equal. We're loved equally. God loves us and everyone the same. But we're not created equal to each other. I'm bigger, I might be a little few more pounds than someone. So, physically, obviously, we're not the same. And also, in favor, we're not the same. Because scripture is very clear that some will have mansions and some will have maybe smaller homes in heaven. And I want, to, I want to clarify what my understanding, interpretation is of the Scripture in favor. I truly believe that favor is something that is actually controlled somewhat by our actions and reactions. I do believe God has favor on certain individuals. We read about them in Scripture. But then you need to go back and look at how, like look at King, Look at David. The favor that, re- that lied on David was amazing. Even during his screw-ups, he carried the favor of God because he had a heart that loved him uncontrollably, unconditionally. He loved God. All men are created equal? Nah. I don't believe so. But we're all loved the same. We're all loved equally. What are we going to do with that love? You see, it's not unjust. God's looking for, for men and women to rise up. Men of valor, women of valor. Warriors rising up, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations, to our own nation, but to the nations of this world. Matthew 25, will continue in verse 16. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and made another five talents. So let's take a look at this as favor, blessings. You've received favor, you've received blessings. And what you did with those blessings is you actually went and produced more blessings. That's why a cheerful giver is so incredibly important. That if you carry wealth, you've been blessed with wealth, And you're able to share that instead of hoard it in. But share. i got to be careful here. I'm not talking about reparations that's going on in America. I'm not talking that at all. What I'm talking about is the heart of a cheerful giver. Someone who has been blessed is willing to also bless the people around them. And it could even just be blessing your own family, blessing your own friends, uh, blessing the lame, blessing the sick, whatever that looks like. It could, again, it's not just about money. It's a commodity of favor that I'm talking about. Verse 17, and likewise, he who had received two talents gained two more also. So whatever you have been given, it's our duty and destiny to multiply it. So favor is never given to us to make us rich and not bless others. Or, if we have that mentality, we will lose the favor of the Lord. Favor is about receiving, being obedient with what you have, and God sees the obedience of it to multiply it, he gives you more. Worthy with a little, worthy with more. If we're not worthy with a little favor or a little finances or a little that we get, if we're not worthy with it, then you probably won't be receiving a bunch more. Or you'll have to strive your whole life to make the wealth on your own power. And I'm talking wealth of family, relationships, marriage, business. Verse 18, but he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. I mean, honestly, sounds reasonable. If I gave you a thousand bucks and and you were scared of me or worried that you'd lose it or screw it up and you just hid it in your bed, under your bed or mattress and gave me back the thousand bucks. What's happening here is the Lord is using this parable to say, but I didn't give you something so you could give it back to me. I didn't give you this supernaturally. I didn't give you this favor. I didn't give you this salvation so you could receive and do nothing. I gave you this favor. I gave you salvation. I gave you the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. I gave you this so you could multiply it. Multiply it. These servants were given each different amounts according to his own ability. They were given something because they had proven that they could do something with it for the kingdom. That's the favor. What you have been given is actually for increase. Some people say, well, I don't have enough money. I don't have finances. I want to encourage you. I've traveled into 49 countries of the world. I will guarantee you there's very few Canadian people that don't have a level of wealth that majority of the world around us doesn't have. We have tremendous ability here. If you don't make enough, there's... E-I if you're unemployed. There's welfare. There's all these things. I want to encourage us to celebrate and thank the Lord for what we have. On this Thanksgiving Sunday weekend, we should be celebrating God for what we have, not hanging out and camping out in the mentality of what we don't have. We shouldn't be carrying the fence, offense offenses of the world. We should not walk in the offenses of people. When people say things about us, we need to shake it off. And continue walking, knowing that I walk, you walk in the favor of the Lord Jesus Christ, the favor of God himself, and the favor of the Holy Spirit in us. We walk with favor. Even when we struggle a little financially, even when we're sick, even when we have a tumor or anything going on in life, we still walk in favor. And I truly believe that if we grab this concept, I believe we'll see less sick Christians. What you've been given is for increase. The faithful servants put what was given to them to work for the kingdom, to work for the Father, to work for Jesus himself. This is critically important, and we need to know how to increase God's kingdom with what he has given us. And a thankful heart, I believe, is one of the the key critical beginnings to living a life of increased favor. We need to seek to understand the nature and purposes of God's kingdom around us. I believe that there's many people, I was one of them years ago, well God, if you know, if you gave me a million dollars, I'd be able to tithe 10%. I'd give a hundred thousand to the church. Oh, you know what? I think at the time I said that, if I was given a million bucks, I don't know if I would have thought about the church. I was like kind of God was, money was like my God many years ago in my life. I grew up a missionary kid with no money and I realized I could work at an early age and the more I worked, the more money I made, the more toys I could buy. Because if I'm not, if I have $100 in my wallet and I'm not willing to give 10 or more, if I have $1,000 in my wallet or my bank or whatever and I'm not willing to give $100 or more, then if I had a million, I probably wouldn't give any more either. I want to encourage us. Be thankful for what God has given to us. But be faithful with a cheerful heart, a giving spirit in us. Not talking just about money, but talking about a lifestyle. A lifestyle that radically changes our outlook on life around us. God is perfectly faithful And he is looking for faithful lovers. True lovers are faithful, obedient to the covenants of God. Matthew 25, starting in verse 19 now. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he he who had received five talents came and brought five talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look. Look. I have gained five more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter in to the joy of the Lord. I love this. Enter in to the joy of the Lord. True joy of the Lord is being faithful with what he has given us. I believe a thankful heart moves us into the ability to live a lifestyle that is worthy of more talents, more favor, more blessings. And so I encourage us that we need to go after the thankfulness that we have in our own lives, even to the point where in a struggling situation right now like even myself i mean it was very very hard for us as a leadership team to suspend in person services for this for this season for this uh, couple weeks it was very hard for me but i have to look at what we have here we are canadian thanksgiving weekend we have so much Again, I do not like some of the laws of our governments right now. But at the same time, we need to have a thankful heart. I need to look and say, thank you, Lord, for my marriage. Thirty, Almost in a few weeks, there will be 33 years of marriage to the most amazing woman of God. Kids that are serving the Lord, married, having babies. But maybe you're watching and you're saying, yeah, but that's your family, Brent. Well, let me, let me say something. You're obviously watching this on something. Maybe it's a phone. Maybe it's your computer. Whatever it is. Obviously, you've either got cell coverage or you have internet service. You're probably not out in the bush freezing cold and wet wondering whether you're going to eat this week or not. There's still blessings in every one of our lives. And we need to make sure that we don't let the pains, the oppression, the problems around us, the issues in the families, stop us from knowing that there is favor and blessing in our lives. Because your favor and blessing is not about the people around you. It's literally about how you are personally and how you see God in you. And how you're responding to his presence and his glory. Verse 22. He also who had received two talents... Came and said, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. The first guy had five and multiplied it by, doubled it to to ten. This guy had two and doubled it to four. And what, what does the Lord say to him? Verse 23. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He said the same thing as he did with the guy that made five. He said, enter into the joy of the Lord with the guy that made two. It's not the amount. It's that we're doing something with the favor and the blessings of the Lord and that we live in the thankfulness of his glory of his word uh, and his kingdom come in our lives right now. It's not so much how much you've been given but what you and I do with what we are given. Every one of us have the opportunity to increase what we have right now. Right now this weekend. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'll tell you, you have so much opportunity. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you already have a measure and a a level of favor that you carry right now. But it's not just what you have. God has destined and ordained you for so much more. Enter into the joy of the Lord this weekend, right now. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I have the biggest opportunity of your life right now. It's literally beyond any investment that you could do in this earth. It's beyond anything money could ever buy. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the biggest decision of your life is right now. But boy, oh boy, It's the best decision if you choose Him. The Bible's clear. All we have to do is believe in Him. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to believe in Him and you will be saved. I truly believe That if you need Jesus right now, you could literally, in your home, in your car, wherever you're watching right now, as John 3.16 says so clearly, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that right now you could say, Jesus, I believe in you. Forgive me from my sins. I want to walk with you and talk with you, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And you are saved. Just believe, just believe, just believe. Just believe. For we are in such a time as this. Faithfulness, faithfulness with what you have is one of the greatest values in the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 12, 48. Sorry, Luke chapter 12, Verse 48, the second part. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. They will ask the more. Luke chapter 12, 48, second part of the verse. Matthew 25, go to verse 24. Matthew 25, starting in verse 24. And then he who had received the one talent came and said, And this man, he probably was excited because he didn't lose the money. He didn't lose the talent. He didn't lose the favor. He just took what was given him. And what happens? He had buried it in the ground. And so he said, In verse 24, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. It's interesting, a leading statement. Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. You see, the love of Jesus, his sacrifice on the cross, and his resurrection for your and my sins and eternal life. He loved you so much and me that he, will, he was willing to die for it? For your sins? That God, who loved us so much, was willing to send his one and only son to the world to die? That's how much he loved us? But just because he loved us so much doesn't mean you and I get to heaven. We still have to make that choice. We still have to make that commitment. And you can say, oh no, God is love. I don't have to do anything. I'm going to make it to heaven. That is not actually what the Bible says. We have to believe in him, as we just mentioned earlier. And we need to be doing things. I'm not going to say that works is a leading to salvation. It's absolutely not. We are saved by grace are believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and his resurrection power, we are saved by grace, but all through the scripture, it's talking about what will you and I do with the talents? What in you and I do with the blessings? What will you and I do with the favor of God in our lives? Oh Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, he says, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. You know what? Jesus Christ has sent us to be disciples into all the world, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. He has sent us to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. He actually hasn't sown there. He's sown in you, and you are now to multiply what he has sown in us. And we're to go to the nations. When I go to the nations, I have gone into some very, very dark places. But Jesus Christ has commanded us to be the lights of this world, that we are the reflection of Jesus Christ. As His light shines on us, we become a reflection to take to this world, to the lost and the dying, the hurting, the sick. And Jesus answered this man that knew that the Lord was a hard man, reaping where he didn't sow and gathering where he hasn't scattered seed before. In other words, a harvest field that he didn't plant. But you see, the whole purpose of this Scripture is that you and I are the planters. And you and I take the seeds of heaven in our lives. And become the living testimony of Jesus Christ to this earth. And then you and I are the harvesters. We bring the people in to the churches. We bring the people in to our families. Verse 25, and I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. I don't want to, on the day that God calls me home, I don't want to stand or sit in the judgment seat and say, you know, the blessings you gave me, God, I just buried them in the ground. I didn't even use them in my own life. Or even if I did, I didn't multiply them. So here you go. You can have back what you gave me. That's not our destiny. That's not your destiny. I would rather sit in that seat on that glorious day and Jesus say something along the lines, well done, my good and faithful servant. I gave you a little and you used it and multiplied to make more. On this Thanksgiving weekend, I want to encourage you. Start multiplying this weekend. As simple as maybe you're going to connect with that uncle you just don't get along with. Just give him a hug. You're like, oh, well, it's COVID. I don't care. Just give him a hug. Or just appreciate him for what he does carry. Maybe you don't have family to go to. I want to encourage you. Celebrate in the family of God. Reach out to some of us. Reach out to some people. And if nothing else, don't celebrate alone. At least celebrate in the Word and the presence of God. For we have a lot to be thankful for in the middle of the trials, in the middle of the storms around us. Because if we don't do anything with the favor that God has given us, verse 26, but his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and I gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers at least. And at my coming, I would have received back my own interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. I want to encourage every one of you. You have talents inside of you. You have been given talents. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt because we have a loving God and maybe you've felt buried. Maybe you've buried them. Maybe you've let shame. I was listening to that Ain't No Grave this morning by Bethel Music. And shame, it's a killer. It's a jail. You're not called to live in shame. Even us shutting in-person services down i'm not called to live in shame we're just trying to do life whether we're made a correct decision or we didn't either way we're just trying to do life but i know one thing for sure you have purpose god has destined you for such a time as this and he is knocking on your door right now i know it and are you willing to open your door, unbury the talent, the favor, the joy, the thanksgiving hearts? Are you willing to unbury it? And this weekend say, oh God, I'm ready to change. I've been listening to too much news. I've been focused on all the problems and the negativity of this earth and this world. I'm willing to change right now. If that's you, I encourage you, make the choice and decision and say, you know what? I am no longer going to focus on the things that are going wrong. I am going to focus on the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. And I'm going to focus on the favor that I have received that I do have. And I'm gonna unbury it. I'm gonna take it out of the ground. And I'm not gonna hand it back to the Lord right now. I'm going to multiply. I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna grow it. And it could even be, I actually believe this prophetically, that someone's been hanging on and not wanting to start a business in a certain area. And I want to encourage you that now's the time to go ahead, give it a start, give it a try. But do it wisely, not foolishly, and make sure it multiplies and becomes successful. But in the favor the supernatural realm, how many of us want an increase of favor? How many of us want to be able to multiply the blessings and the favor of the Lord in our lives? I know many of you that saying, me. I'd like to say, oh, I see all those hands. But I can supernaturally say I can see all those hands because my hand's up too. I want to walk worthy of His blessing and His favor on this earth. I want, we want to walk and be one of the disciples of Christ Jesus, the sons and the daughters of the King. We want to be one that multiplies the kingdom. We want to be one that takes this word and multiplies the kingdom. Thanksgiving, Everyone brought food on the original Thanksgiving days. And it was so much food and thankfulness that celebrations broke out across our nation and the nations of this earth. I want to encourage you. It's time to be thankful with a thankful heart. Because God is love. He is love. And He loves you. And our destiny was never to be inspired by fear. Our destiny is to be inspired by truth that sets us free. Bill Johnson once said, We have been given favor because it empowers us to serve more effectively use your favor today and tomorrow make a phone call to somebody do a zoom call at a family gathering whatever it is let your love and your light shine bright in the thankfulness and the blessings of the Lord. Happy Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving 2021 weekend. Be blessed and know that he is God and you are blessed and you have favor to use and to multiply it in Jesus name, amen.